Hello beautiful, welcome back to another podcast episode. I'm so grateful for you being here and for you wanting to spend your time with me and listen to my words. I am beyond grateful for you and the beautiful energy that you put out, the space that you hold for everybody because you ultimately healing will be this big tsunami of love because when you can actively go out and smile and compliment people and understand that the highest level of vibration around us is love and we're ultimately returning to the source of love, that's when other people will inevitably realize that and be like, whoa, like I can be kind and I can radiate this beautiful energy just as you do. So thank you so much for healing and showing up and being there for yourself and for your family and for your friends and for your neighbors and even for your animals. I mean, I think animals are so intuitive that they can notice a shift when it's safer for them as well. And um, have you ever noticed, like, sometimes, like, me, before, like, before I used to be kind of just, like, a very judgmental. I used to be very yeah judgmental and I used to seek out drama I think I did that more for attention just because I didn't get the attention that I needed growing up but I constantly like start stuff and I constantly kind of wanted drama and then inevitably like quarantine hit and I stopped doing that I didn't see people my cat like now he's my cat and now he actually spends time with me because before he didn't which is really funny, but now he's just like my, I love my cat so much, and he's by my side 24-8, so that's like a little tangent, but I think that especially cats can sense that energy, so I'm sure your animals are also thankful for you, but um, I did some journaling this morning, and I really want to share just my affirmations with you, and then I'm reading this book called The Magic of Manifesting, which a dear friend got me for Christmas. I love you for listening to this. I've been loving the book, and I struggle with starting a book and finishing it. Like, right now, I'm in the middle of rereading an Eckhart Tolle book. I'm in the middle of finishing up the um, a book by Ram Das, and I started an herbology book. Herbology, is that the right word? Herbalism book, and I'm also reading one on, like, holistic healing so to actually sit down and read this book and not get bored of it because like I won't necessarily get bored I'll just like have an intuitive feeling to pick up the book to learn the lesson that I need to in that day and then I won't touch it for like two weeks and then I'll be like okay like I have another lesson in it I'm not somebody that can just sit down and read unless I absolutely force myself with no distractions and I'll like isolate and then I'll actually read but I have been doing that. I've actually been isolating in my basement without my phone, like, around me. Um, And reading and highlighting and absorbing. And it's been really, really nice. So I'm going to share some of that stuff with you. But first, I'm going to share some of these affirmations and, like, these intentions that I wrote down for the day with you guys to give a little sense of light and love through the phone. So the first one is, I'm just going to read through all of them, and I hope that you will repeat them with me. If not go back or just take a deep breath and allow yourself to absorb all this love that I'm sending through the phone. I am loved. I am kind. I am abundant. I am radiant of love and positivity. I light up the room with kindness and light. 
I am divinely protected and loved. And then the intentions for the day are, I understand that I am worthy of love, abundance, healing, healthy relationships, and kindness. Because often when we've only known like kind of bad things throughout our life or we didn't grow up with the most loving um, people around us, that sometimes the suffering and the lack of love can feel more at home than actually being shown love. And I realized that like when I was away, um, I was shown like unconditional love and it was really, really odd. Like, uh, like sometimes here, like I'll wake up to yelling or just like loud conversation and I'm the first room. So like it wakes me up to a bad mood. Like I love slow, soft, early mornings. Like I'm a morning person. And sometimes when I sleep in for not being able to sleep like that night before, I will wake up to just loud, a lot of noise and maybe sometimes arguing And so when I was around this love and waking up at this new place, I was constantly projecting, waiting for something bad to happen and nothing bad happened, but I was constantly seeking the bad things or like the arguments or like the time where the energy would shift because that's all I've known. And it's not anything that I can judge anybody in my household for. It's their own trauma due to their own resilience and the own things that they've been through. So all I can do is hold compassion, but I noticed that it was inevitably me projecting something bad wanting to happen. So sometimes love can feel so uncomfortable and we have to allow ourselves to sit in it to get used to it. And that's something that I've really been realizing is allowing myself to actually open up. I've been, I made a whole podcast episode on this, on mirroring people. And I realized the main reason why I was mirroring people is because I was too scared to be vulnerable, but I actively seek like, whenever I'm talking to my friends, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, so I'm bi, like, woman and man, and I'd be like, oh my god, I want a partner, I want, like, this man, oh, he's, like, vulnerable, and oh, this person's vulnerable, or oh my god, they're not vulnerable, like, I can't, I would never be with them, stuff like that, and actively seeing, like, I only want to be with a vulnerable person, but I really had to take a step back, one of these days I was journaling, and I was like, oh my god, Like, an hour after journaling, I was doing dishes, and I had this download of realizing that I mirror people to keep them from actually knowing me. Like, I'm too scared of somebody actually knowing me, because that would inevitably open up my heart space and allow somebody to see me. And for so many years of blocking myself off from being told that I was too much, I don't allow people to see the real me. I'm way too scared to allow people to see that goofy, bubbly society would call it weird but it's not weird at all I think weird is just that's a whole other definition I can get into but allowing people to actually see me was something that I struggle with and I still do and so allowing people to love me the way that they're they want to and accepting hugs but when I'm really uncomfortable allowing myself to be like you know what I don't want a hug or allowing people to share these little words with me and um, sometimes, like, I'll be with somebody, and they'll just fully acknowledge me, and I'll feel really, really weird, even when it, like, comes to sitting in the car with my friends, like, they'll want to look me in the eyes and, like, have a conversation, but to me, the eyes are, like, the place of the soul, and for somebody to really read me through my eyes terrifies me, like, to sit there and act, and actively allow, like, the 
exchange of energy between just acknowledging, fully acknowledging, and sitting there in another person's presence sometimes terrifies me. And I'm realizing that the more I hang out and the more I branch out with people, I'm just like, I'm so scared of sitting there and having too much eye contact or somebody getting too close because I'm just like, oh, I'm not vulnerable enough for this. Like, I actually noticed that, like, I close off, but I actively seek other people to be vulnerable. Um, and they might also be faking vulnerability to protect themselves. So I, another thing this year is just allowing myself to be like, you know what? I'm going to be a little bit more vulnerable in the places that I really feel okay and allowing that like platonic intimacy and like telling stories and like holding hands and little things like that, allowing things to be, but also respecting my own boundaries because that's something I'm also working on. We have talked about before, but I want to quickly talk about the definition of normal and weird. So basically, I almost said normality. I don't think that's a word, but think for something to be normal was inevitably a set of points or like this is like the census every what like four years, and they have a collection of data points that goes around like oh okay this is normal. And everything outside of those data points that are quote-unquote normal are considered weird. So nothing is really ever weird or normal. It's just a bunch of people following each other to find comfort and not allowing themselves to be authentic with them, if that makes sense. Like, people are going to follow the crowd, but if you want to stand out, you're going to be your most beautiful, authentic, colorful, like, vibrant self and you're going to strut in that room and you're going to wear what you want and you're going to keep your head held high and your posture tight and you are just going to show people that it's okay to be them people might call that weird and they can call it whatever they want but I find that to be the most beautiful people Hitomi also posted a YouTube video recently Uh, it was a poetry video and she was talking about how when she sees a woman so, like, strong and, like, upbeat and, like, vibrant and, like, you know that she's, like, holding power for herself, it's intimidating, but ultimately, those are the kind of people that, like, we fall in love with. Like, when I see a strong, independent woman walking on the street and she knows where she's going and she knows what she is, I, I swear, to, I, like, fall in love with that woman. I'm like, whoa. Like, that was a lot of power that I don't normally see, and I absolutely love that, and I want to be that. I'm also watching Sex Education on Netflix, and there is a scene, um, if you've seen it, like, Eric, he is just, like, this independent, fierce, young gay man, and he sees this cool man, like, drive up the street, and he has, like, these, his nails done, and he looks absolutely fabulous, like, beautiful, And Eric had just a bad day the day before by being, like, hit for who he was and who he authentically wanted to be. And so he was, like, down. And he saw this man. And everything changed for him. And, oh, just, like, that authenticity was something that I was, like, wow. Like, I wish we were just had more people like that. And I think that influencers can also just hold that space. And for even, like, vulnerability, just as a sake of posting when you feel confident post because inevitably you're holding space for another person I feel like I'm saying inevitably a lot but it's just like the vocab word for like the month I guess um you're holding space for somebody else and being like hey you're allowed to be who you want to be 
So that's that rant after my little affirmations. So thank you for listening. I'm going to read you guys some of the things that I've been learning from this book called The Magic of Manifesting that my, again, my friend got me for Christmas that I've been loving. I'm going to post like a little clip on unconditional love on my Instagram stories. So if you guys, whenever you see this, it's probably going to be up by then. But this is actively about, oh, actually, actively, the first word is active energy, but it's about these two energies that coincide and that need to be together that belongs in this duality type of universe. Um, And when we have too much of one and not enough of the other, or we have too much of the other and not too, like, enough or the other one, it creates an imbalance and that, like, comes in tie with the Tao and the yin yang and for me I don't know if it's something that I can openly practice I think that it is um correct me if I'm wrong I don't know too much about it but I know that I've grown up seeing yin yang since I was four years old and it's been around me for the rest of my like existence that I know as of right now and it's always been there so I've always known that I need to find a balance between things um and I think it just shows the reason why the symbol was made because there is duality and we need to find that common connectiveness and understanding of the balance. So I'm just going to get right into what I highlighted. Active energy is what is valued and highly desired in our current culture. We seek people who put themselves out there and attack things with gusto. Such people are often described as go-getters. Also, our parents, a lot of them are go-getters. And, like, even in my household, like, they base their worth off of the amount of things they did in the day. And I am subconsciously, like, reprogramming my mind to know that if I want to actually, like, lay down and lay in bed and watch TV all day, my body is needing that and I need to respect that. But the hard thing is when I don't do work in the day, I now feel so bad for not doing work that I almost make myself physically sick. Like, I will beat myself up all day until it gets to the nighttime. And I've been realizing that I've been getting headaches when I beat myself up so much, which is really, really weird. So I'm sure that has, it makes sense, like, if you practice holistic healing. Um, But I've just been noticing the more I beat myself up, like, I get really bad headaches at night and I feel just totally drained because I have taken every ounce of my worth and have put it into the amount of work I do. And that's not okay. Like, you don't have to be working every day or a go-getter all this, like, stinking time. You are allowed to just be and be alive some days. And you're allowed to, sometimes you feel really, really sick or, like, you don't realize it, but your body's just so drained. And you lay in bed almost every day of the week. That's okay. Don't judge it and try to find a safe space. But if your parents are just, like, you need to do work, this and that... Try to find a common stand ground and be like, hey, I'll do this, but I'm not feeling good. And try to work your way up to just being able to lay in bed. Um, do it out of respect because they're going to push and you're going to push and just try to find that happy medium. But the opposite side of that um, is receptive energy. So receptive energy manifests itself as having an open mind and the willingness to adopt different points of view. So the receptive energy is actively the energy of going with the flow and adapting to the circumstances that you are handed. And 
that's something that I really have been putting into play. Receptive energy can be actively seen as the divine feminine and um, receptive energy, divine feminine, and active divine masculine. Um, divine masculine is not bad in any way, neither is feminine. It, you have to find that, that perfect coincide of connectiveness and being organized, but also allowing things to be. And a lot of the times I've stopped making lists of things because I will make a list and a checklist of things I need to do in the day. But if I don't do it, I'll look back at it and I'll feel so guilty for not doing anything. So again, I'm like reprogramming my mind. So right now I'm head diving into receptive energy, but I know that one day I'm going to find that good balance where I don't feel guilty for laying around, but also I'm not doing too much to the point my body's exhausted and I'm respecting it. And so when we can find the happy balance, that's when inevitably our manifestations will come the most and do fruition. Fruition, is that the word? I don't know how to say that word correctly if I'm saying it incorrectly. People say it differently, but anyhow. Um... So basically, receptive energy is the energy, it's more soothing in nature and often manifests itself as waiting for the right moment to act and being alert in a state of readiness. So you're waiting for the right moment, you're just like, okay, like, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to wait and I'm going to go with the flow and then something will pick up. But if you can find that perfect happy medium, and it's going to take some time, it's easier said than done, of allowing things to be and setting there and waiting but also doing things hand in hand with that that will lead perfectly well I use perfectly very very lightly I don't think anything's perfect but it will lead right up into that moment of your manifestations coming to light and the next part is when fully functional receptive energy manifests as groundedness awareness and acceptance it puts us fully in touch with who we are and the red in the realities of our situation with help of active energy we can take steps to rectify if need be again i just explained that but however the real power behind receptive energy is that it is crucial in determining our ability to give and receive love love is what ultimately moves the world and is the emotion that connects us directly to our soul and the infinite knowledge i love that piece i'm going to read it again the real power behind receptive energy is that it is crucial in determining our ability to give and receive love Love is what ultimately moves the world and it's emotion that connects us directly to our soul and the infinite knowledge. Allowing things to be is actively allowing love back into your life. If you're always go-getting, you have no room for anybody else and you have no room for spaciousness to make room for somebody else. If you're constantly worried, you have no room in your head. That's the word of spaciousness. It's creating room for somebody else to actively come in and add things to your life because you inevitably only have yourself, but we do have these chapters of people in our life that will always teach us something because they're also an extension of the universe and they will also be there to show a reflection of our love back to us. So let people in. Awareness is crucial for love to exist since love demands an attitude of leaving oneself behind and putting something else ahead of us in a non-conditional way. Awareness is but an extension expression of receptive energy and its acceptance both are crucial if we are to maintain the highest levels of honesty with ourselves 
I might reread that again because reading it out loud doesn't quite make sense in my head. <laughs> Hold on. Awareness is crucial for love to exist. Okay, okay, so awareness. So you can have receptive energy, you can set in the feeling of love, but if you don't and you aren't aware of that love actually being shown to you, you can't actively see it and portray it and be like, oh, okay, like I'm now going to accept love. If you just sit in that love and you don't actually acknowledge the love that somebody's going to give you, you can't actively feel it and allow it to be. You need to open yourself up to what is around you and become vulnerable to it. This doesn't mean you become a slave to it, but it merely opens yourself up to it. And know that whatever happens, you're finding your way back to your soul and that love will show you the way. I love that piece as well. The last two parts that I've highlighted is under the chapter of unconditional love. And this is the part I'm also going to put on my Instagram. So if you want to take a screenshot of it, I just love this piece because it's everything that I've been talking about for like the past six months to you guys about being vulnerable and saying unconditional love and allowing unconditional love and only accepting unconditional love because once you know your worth, you know that you are so much more valuable than somebody that's going to love you under certain conditions so this is the passages we end up thinking that love is a conditional thing to only be given when we receive something else conditional love is simply an example of societal construct that gets imposed on us as we move through the world like most societal constructs it is merely an illusion and is far removed from the truth how does one begin shedding these constructs surrounding love Well, the first step is recognizing that unconditional love exists and is something that you fully deserve. Next, in order to receive unconditional love, you need to start giving it. Yes. I wish I had like that, woo, like clapping, like sound. I love, love, love that piece. Because we, well, my friend had posted on his Instagram, I think he was back in the summer. I don't know if he listens to my podcast, but um, if you are listening, I loved this piece. And if you're not, well, you wouldn't know anyhow. But I love this piece so much. And he posted about like um, finding happiness or like spiritual truth was inevitably giving your love to something else, whether you put all your love into taking care of a plant or your parent or a sibling or a friend or taking care of your room, or just putting your love into something unconditionally and actively loving that so much. That's what the beginning of um, unconditional love is. And there's also a post, like right after he had made that little post, um, a few months later, some artist had made a piece and they posted it or, like, the repost of it was on Third Eye Kingdom, which is, like, the bigger spiritual account on Instagram. And it was just about, like, you have... Once you tend to another garden, you can actively tend to your garden. Or when... the Vice versa, when you tend to your garden, you can actively start tending to the other garden. You know, like, the outside garden. You know what I mean? Like, when you take care of your own heart, you can help see other people's hearts and help them take care of theirs as well while taking care of yours or when you start help mending the outside world you can actively seek the beauty of your inside world you know but the more that you actively tend to yourself and you love yourself the more the outside world is so much more beautiful and there's a song by hosier and it's like i fall in love with everybody i meet 
in a little bit different context, context, <laughs> context, but um, I love that. I also have a poetry book called that by one of my favorite like influencers. I love her so much. Her name is Claudia, and she she holds so much space for everybody to be the most authentic self. I look up to her so much. Um, but once you start tending your like to your own heart inside the outside world becomes so much more pretty and you actively will see yourself in others and you will start falling in love with strangers. Like, I can't explain that, but the more that I show myself unconditional love, the more I'll, like, run into somebody and be like, oh, my God, I love them. And not in the way of being like, oh, my God, I love you, but literally being like, oh, my God, like, I love you. Like, I see you as one. Like, we're no different. We're just another extension, and you're going to teach me something, and I'm going to teach you something. And I kind of wish it was normalized to be like, hey, I love you. Um, I also had a friend over the summer that we kind of just had met, but it was such a genuine connection and we felt so like one connectedness that that night we started saying, I love you. And I think that the difference between I love you and showing the actual sense of I love you is a lot different. So if you're somebody that's just like, oh, I can't say I love you, like there's a lot of feelings wrapped around that. I think by saying I love you just shows somebody so much unconditional love. But to fully put in a play of I love you's, especially when it comes to relationships, is actively participating in that and showing them I love you to me is an action. So I can tell somebody all the time I love you. But if I don't put into action and I don't give them these little things that actively show that I love them, it's not a real thing, you know? Words are just words until they're put into play. Um, Words are also just like these things that we've been told are this or that, but without the physical thing, the word wouldn't exist. That's kind of a weird thing to think of. But that's exactly how I love you is. Like, if you don't show somebody you love them, that I love you doesn't mean anything. So you can say I love you. If you're one of those people that are just like shied away from saying I love you, I actively love everybody around me and I wish I could say I love you to everybody, even like the people on the street, which I fall in love with. But it's portrayed now in society as such a big, strong word. But a lot of us don't even know the real identification with what I love you is. So start thinking about that and being like, wow, like I see you as one and I see a little piece of me and you and I love you so much. So anyhow, again, I'm going to say I love you. Thank you for being you. You are amazing and you're strong and you're kind and you're light for everybody in your life right now. And I thank you so much for healing. I will talk to you again soon. Have a beautiful morning, evening, or night.